And welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from thenextreel.com. And uh, we are way at the beginning of the MCU, looking at Jon Favreau's 2008 film Iron Man, back where it all began. And closing out the week with me, I've got Kyle Olsen again, back from Legible Scrawl. Hey again. Hey, glad to be here. And I don't want to go. Come on. You don't need Pete. You've got me. Don't make me leave. Just... <laughs> well, this will be a great uh, rivalry that we're oh, starting yeah. here, I think. Well, I mean, the rivalry really started when he said how much he liked Cowboys versus Aliens. Oh, yes. That was That is a line in the sand. <laughs> I still, I, you know, at some point I'm going to, I'm going to have to watch that. No, I think what it came down to is you could not have us on the show together. This is why you had to keep us separated. <laughs> oh, you should hear us uh, battle on our other show uh, where we talked about 2001 and uh, oh. he revealed how much he hated that movie. Interesting. I'll see. Now I like him more. That, oh no. Oh no. Oh dear. This is, uh, this is not going in my favor. All this time. is why I waited to tell you until our, our last uh, episode together. This is until why, minute 65. This is why you're firing me you're right. after this episode. <laughs> after this minute, you're <laughs> out of there. One more minute and you're out. <laughs> well, we are, of course, talking about Iron Man in minute 65 on today's show. The minute starts with Tony trying to break the ice and it ends with Tony, <laughs> and it ends with Tony walking toward a mysterious package. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was such a great line. I couldn't. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I, I I try my best with my my cleverness. <laughs> yeah, we uh, oh we, my, we yes. start out in peril. This is the very- this is a great uh, a great minute, and just watching him plummet, uh, it's it works so well at this, especially the first uh, shot of this minute, which is a continuation of the last shot. Mm-hmm. But as this little tiny metal body with no power anymore and just falling toward the city he gets lost in the uh the darkness so quickly it's it's frightening yeah it really is i mean like it and and there's no score it's just the the wind whistling as he's plumbing down there and like there's no other heroes like at this point <laughs> nobody's gonna fly yeah. up and save him like, there is no war machine there's no there's nobody else who's, there's no vision nobody's gonna come up and, and grab him like he is entirely on his own he could crash into the water and <laughs> never be found so scary yeah I don't like that idea. <laughs> I don't mind heights. Like heights are, I, I'm okay with heights, mm-hmm. but the idea of actually dying from a fall, yeah, I don't like. Yeah, so it's like it's not the, well, it's not the, it's not the fall that kills you. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And I guess technically he's not going to land in the water because as we get that POV, oh, true, he's, as he's the city. Uh, plummeting. Yeah. He's like right over the city, so he's going to leave a giant uh, <laughs> a hole in the ground. <laughs> Uh, as we're going to find out later, he's uh, he is very heavy. Yeah, it's true. He's a very heavy, uh, heavy <laughs> suit. Right. This we're going to find that out in like in like forty five seconds. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't take much for him to uh, leave a hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So then, as as he's uh, as he's going through, and I guess, and maybe the fall is because of the heat is building up. It thaws the systems, and Jarvis is able to reboot. Uh, well, and I think I, I guess there's something you know he's got that manual release on his hip, which yeah, he kind of I was gonna ask he you grabs about that. and <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a funky little thing. He like I, I I was looking at it and it looks like I couldn't figure out if he pops something off of it or if he's just like scraping ice off of it, but it looks like it's like this smooth little piece on his hip mm-hmm. and 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 then he 
yeah, I think he's just clearing ice off of it, but then it flips open and, or like, it, it's like a, it's like a, almost a disc and mm-hmm. it's, it's very similar actually to the discs that we see him. Um, there's a deleted scene earlier when he starts machining his parts and we see this machine actually making little metal discs hmm. and, and there's a point where he's actually, uh, fiddling around on his computer and you can see a pile of these discs on the computer next to him or I mean on the table next to him. And, uh, but it's, it's not really much of a point made of them. They're just sitting there, but it almost looks like it could be like a little disc sort of thing or it, but it looks like it's like a ring. It's like the edge of the disc and he grabs it and twists it. And I guess that's enough to manually release the, uh, the various flaps on his body and they open up and I I don't know if it's just the air rushing through that helps, helps or something, but somehow it does give him what he needs to uh, to power back up and, and get rid of the ice. Yeah, I called it the magical ice breaky lever, but I'm sure there's probably a better <laughs> a better term for it. But yeah, I wondered about that too. Like he twists something. I don't something. think there could be a better term for it. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the HUD. Um, uh, yeah, it seems like the 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 flaps. Yeah, and we'll and we'll see them later on uh, um, in, in in the movie too. The, like the, the different flaps too. That somehow it's a manual release of the flaps because eventually we'll, we'll see that he has sort of like an air brake system. And that kind of what does in this case, it's not going to help at all because gravity, um, but it still seems to break the ice literally. Yep. Yep. And then that, that seems to maybe open to the air and maybe that's sort of what helps with the reboot process. Yeah, maybe I, I would love it to have been, air brakes like in the old looney tunes cartoons <laughs> where he pulls it and air brakes <laughs> as he just stops inches <laughs> from hitting the ground oh the lunacy uh, yes. now it's it is a, it's a really cool moment but it's one of those it, it's it's one of those moments that i think just works well because this you know when you're seeing your superhero doing their testing and trying to figure it out you know they need to have that moment where all of a sudden things aren't working quite as well as they thought and peter parker's web isn't working and he's plummeting toward the ground oh only at the last minute to actually you know make it work and he swings away yeah and uh, that's i think what largely makes this work so nicely and it's fun to see as he's falling you get that that pov again uh-huh. that great as thing his eyes hide. turn on yeah yeah, the the eyes turn on, and then you just see all the different parts of his HUD kind of come across the screen. You got the the system analysis, the radar, the targeting, all that stuff come through, and uh, away he goes. See, people give too much credit for how good of a hardware designer he is, but you really have to give Tony props for being a great software designer because as someone who works with computers, I can tell you the boot-up time of the Iron Man armor is amazing. <laughs> like, I mean, I thought Chromebooks were fast, but like this, within seconds, <laughs> like a full AI is back up from, 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 you know, complete power off to running the system. I mean, come on. And just in the nick of time. Yeah, exactly. Just in the nick of time. Yeah, we and we see another great scrape as his belly scrapes against the the pavement uh, as he able, as he yeah. manages to pull out of the dive. I, I think that he's lucky he was pointing the right direction because if he ignited and in his fall because we saw him falling. I mean, he's oh, yeah. rolling and tumbling yeah. through the air. If he was pointing the wrong way, I mean, he would have just shot like straight down mm-hmm. into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> 
So as it is, he he barely makes it by without uh, damaging anything. Although he does have this fantastic moment where a driver has to swerve. This uh-huh. is some random unknown extra yeah. who has to has to pull away and uh, and you know avoid this oncoming uh, man flying at him through the air, which is fantastic. Um, so in that in that shot, like right as he's like hitting the pavement and pulling up. Did you see the billboard in the background? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you ever know about that? Now, is that, and did you do research on this or is it just, I'm trying to, I did. Oh, yes. Okay. I was like, then, then, then inform me because I'm very interested to know if, if the golden dragon is a real thing or if it's a, another Easter egg. I don't know if, uh, if, uh, yeah, you're talking about, it's about second 17 mm-hmm. of this minute. It's right in that shot after he scrapes and, and the driver swerves away and you see Iron Man come flying right toward him. You do see this billboard in the back that uh, it's it's very difficult to read and you really have to pause it and find the just the right frame to look at it. But it does look like it says gold. I, I think it's like golden dragon mm-hmm. friend or something yeah, golden like dragon. that. I can't, I can't make soon. out the last word, but yeah, it was golden dragon something. I think it's friend, but it's really hard to figure out because it, it's illogical. Like why golden dragon friend? Oh, it's, I think it's I think it might be. Oh, actually, it's casino. It's casino. It's golden dragon casino. Oh, coming soon. I, you yeah. may be right there. Yeah, you may be right. This is um, this is Fin Fang Foom. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Fin Fang Foom uh, is a uh, a Marvel mm-hmm. villain, and it's actually a Makluan uh, mm-hmm. alien that looks like a dragon. Yep that uh, that premiered in Strange Tales number eighty nine from October nineteen sixty one. It's an interesting little story about a uh, <laughs> young man who's let's see, his father is Chinese, his mother is American, and she's passed away, and the commies are coming, and he won't fight, but he believes in all these mythical things, and his brother's fighting, and his dad's looking down on him because he's a failure, but but his method of fighting is to to go wake this sleeping dragon that's under the earth. And he learns that the way to do it is you rub a certain herb on its nose and that will awaken it. And he does that. And then he basically pisses him off by saying, ah, but I have the power to, to put you back to sleep with this other herb. Uh, and so then Fin Fang Foom chases him around and this this guy like basically runs through the other army and destroys the communist army. And then he tricks Fin Fang Foom and rubs the herbs back on his nose and makes him go back to sleep under the ground. <laughs> a very strange little uh, initial introduction. But then, of course, there's a lot more. Fin Fang Foom ends up uh, actually the collector has him mm-hmm. imprisoned for a while. He ends up uh, fighting the Hulk. He comes in to uh, be a kind of a villain for Iron Man. He's like this big, massive Iron Man villain in an issue, interestingly, where the Mandarin is involved and the Mandarin and and uh, Iron Man actually have to work together. And, and as we've talked about on earlier episodes with the Ten Rings, mm-hmm. Mandarin is uh, has these Ten Rings that are, are Makluan and Fin Fang Foom is a Makluan. This is what I guess they look like. And um, but they have to uh, uh, Iron Man and Mandarin have to come together to uh, combine forces and, and stop uh, stop Fin Fang Foom. But uh, it's you know it's a villain mm-hmm. it keeps coming back. Yeah, and and uh, he's like Godzilla sized. He's tremendous. Oh, gigantic. he's huge. Yeah. yeah, this giant thing. Yeah, yeah. Another, another so a great Jack Kirby creation. 
Well, and it's interesting because this was the uh, Fin Fang Foom that Adi Granoff designed when, interestingly, it was going to be in the Iron Man Viva Las Vegas uh, comic book miniseries oh. that John Favreau was actually working on. That's right. That never that never came out. No, it those... never came to be. Yeah. yeah, they started it shortly after this movie and then Favreau just got too busy yeah. and it never it never ended up happening. But this is a piece of the art from it and you can find nice. that exact uh, image of fin fang foom which looks super cool because it's usually like a green or red or or orange dragon yeah usually usually fin fang foom is just a giant yeah orange wearing wearing shorts a lot, a lot of his depictions actually are, are he's usually wearing like purple shorts actually if you he when last time i saw him before the marvel monsters crossover he actually uh encountered next wave uh, which was Mar- uh, Warren Ellis's Marvel series, which is completely gonzo bananas. And so if you really want to have a good time, <laughs> check it out. It's really, really funny. There's there's a character with an unpronounceable name because it's it's too filthy for a Marvel comic. So it's always censored. That's interesting. That's hilarious. It's, yeah, yeah, and they have to fight Fin Fang Fu when they make a big deal out of his giant purple pants. So it's very funny. <laughs> Uh, it's it's really kind of a cool character, and I, I just after seeing Adi Granoff's uh, art for it, mm. I really want to kind of look at it more because it is a beautiful depiction of Fin Fang Foom. Yeah, well, that's really cool, and what a cool Easter egg to throw in there! It is really cool, and it it goes by so fast. Yeah, I mean, it's it like I didn't even know it was there because if you're just watching this, I mean, you're watching him flying at this car. The last thing that you're paying attention to is this billboard. That I mean, <laughs> half of it's cut off anyway. You really don't even get to see the full billboard. It's yeah, uh, it's, true. It, it's yeah. amazing how people uh, pinpoint these sorts of things, but it's super cool. But yeah, it's like, but you know that like the of the of the five frames that that animator had to to put him into. They're like, you know, it'd be really cool, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then we and then we cut right to Tony screaming in terror. Well, and I couldn't, uh, however, find any information about that extra who does kind of scream in oh, terror yeah. <laughs> and swerve out of the way. It's really funny because I, I can only imagine what it's like. Uh, you know, it made me wonder, uh, like, I wonder if Tony is like Bruce Wayne, where if he, um, as his alter ego, mm-hmm. if he ends up causing accidents, does he later come in and, and as the rich billionaire in town <laughs> say, you know what, this was an awful tragedy. Let me pay for all the damage. Like, I wonder if he actually does that or if he even thinks about the fact that, you know, he probably just caused these accidents on Wilshire Boulevard that night. <laughs> I, would, I would say I would uh, I would put that on Tony. I think that's something he would do yeah. you know, to like, you know, I, pull up the stuff and like, you know, suddenly uh, other insurance claim is paid within the first day and they can't ever figure out why. Right. I'd love that. Although, I mean, he's going to be announcing himself uh, soon enough. True. So maybe this guy will say, that's who it was. That's uh, why I called his insurance company. <laughs> it was Iron Man. Iron Man did it. If that scene just went on a couple <laughs> minutes longer. You're the guy that wrecked my car. Oh, I'd love that. Or, there's the, or even the, the family whose SUV he catches. <laughs> right. Yeah. At least he's helping, right? Yeah, exactly. It's been helpful. But yeah, then yeah, we get to him screaming in terror as he... Uh, pulls out of this this dive of death and the flight home where you know his heart is just pounding (laughs) well this is an interesting shot of the of him in the hud Mm -hmm. where it's almost like uh like the angle of his face is almost like we're looking at him like lying on his belly almost like the shot where he's flying parallel to the road Mm -hmm. but it's like he's he's 
and he's got his head up and he's looking kind of off to the side of the screen. I feel like it's the only time where I feel like he's kind of at that angle. Normally, when we're looking at him, I feel like we're just straight up on his face. Right. Yeah. Dead center, you know, looking right yeah. nose to nose. But it is nice. It's it's a great moment to kind of see that victory as he's pulled out of it and he gets back up over the sky in the Delta pose and yeah. flies back over the ocean. It's that great shot where he comes over us, uh, you know, and we're just feet above the ocean as he yeah. flies back to his house. It's super cool. This is the one moment where I feel like the CG doesn't hold up very well when yeah. he's coming in over his house. You're wondering if like this, this was sort of uh, towards the end of their schedule where they're just like, you got to get the shots out the door. Yeah, right. You're running out of time. Yeah, there's even, I mean, you know, it, it happens. It happens in every big movie. I mean, I think it, even in uh, episode one, Phantom Menace, there's an unfinished shot. Like every time I watch it, which is not often, I'll I'll say, but there's a shot of uh, one of the uh, droid carriers coming over a hill, and it looks like straight out of a video game. Like it is, it is completely like ah, <laughs> close enough. Save, quit. I'm yeah. going even for the day. Right. It happens. You know, it's like every everything has to be uh, done in a certain amount of time. You don't get to be perfect. You get to be uh, done by the by the time your boss tells you you're done. Yeah, it's a it's a business. You got to mm-hmm. remember that. That's right. And everybody got to get deadlines. It's uh, it, it, but you know, it's it's frustrating, and it's also I can only imagine it's difficult um, animating something like this in the dark, where it's like yes. you know, it, you got to keep the lighting to look right. Granted, they've done a great job of it up until this particular point. It's just <laughs> once we once we get to this point where he's he, it's it's right at about the thirty second mark, where mm-hmm. all of a sudden we get that shot of him flying toward his house, and he kind of pivots. And brings his legs down, coming in for the landing, and then the yeah. shot is he's coming in over his roof. It's almost it's almost got like matte lines around it. I mean, like it's like it, it really almost, does. <laughs> really, is just like a, a like it looks an unfinished thing. Like they got that far and went. Eh. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, you know, I forgot to mention before mm. we get to this point, there is actually when he's flying. It was that um, moment where um, uh, right after he uh, he gets up off Wilshire Boulevard and he's back up in the air as he's flying. It had a couple of those moments that felt very uh, Firefly, very Battlestar Galactica, where oh, as he's cam? flying, it's like the camera. Yeah. It's yeah, it's not quite shaky cam, but it's almost like as he's flying, it 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 makes it feel like there's a cameraman out there, like doing a crash zoom in on him as he's flying and then doing a zoom out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I always like that style. I I love it. It's great. It's but where, I, I where they're trying to where they're trying to catch the shot. You know, they're trying like you can yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting to see that it's getting integrated here because I mean, there's been some like little Sam Raimi crash zooms uh-huh. that have been kind of fun to yeah. see. Uh, I didn't even mention that in the earlier minute when we were talking about him drilling the part on his arm. It's totally like another Sam Raimi crash zoom. Yep, I love that. That's like that. that one of my favorites was is that in uh, um, when I was in in uh, film class, whatever they, 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 they asked us to, to show scenes and like, like, and, and sort of break them down for the, our classmates. And the one I chose was from army of darkness where, uh, Ash is building his metal hand because every single one of them are just the same zoom. 
over and over again. He just uses <laughs> Sam Raimi just uses like 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 wide close wide close. He does it like ten times in a row, <laughs> and ending yep, with wide yeah. close on uh, Bruce Campbell's face, and, and then uh, when he says groovy, it's like it's it's the it's the dumbest thing, but it is so effective in that thing. It's just like you know, it's basically like just the focus puller going and down and down. <laughs> yep, yeah. You know, speaking of tropes, like we were earlier, it is like a filmmaking trope where you're when you're doing one of those montages, and you see that all the time in the weapon loading montage. Yes, you know, you cocks the gun, uh-huh. and you got the crash zoom in on it, and then you, the, the strapping on the 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 uh, grenade belt yeah, and all that gun and crash zoom holster. in on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I mean, Favreau was not doing a lot of that, but he did throw in a few little nods here and there, which is yeah. fun to see. Clearly having fun with yeah. it. And, and because at this point, um, Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man movie, uh, the 2002 one was, is, was the big dog. Like that was yeah. what everybody was sort of chasing. Yeah. And I think that's uh, exactly why he was kind of throwing in that, those mm-hmm. little nods to, to Raimi, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I like when directors sort of, to do nods to each other yeah yeah so we have iron man coming in over his roof the roof of his house i question why he decides to land on the roof instead of the driveway and walk down the the ramp back into the garage for whatever reason he says you know what i'm gonna land right by this ac unit and uh and and doesn't go for the superhero pose doesn't go for the the, you know, the no, Deadpool-esque three-point yeah, landing. Does, right, exactly. He does. He's still in Delta pose, basically. Mm-hmm. And before he even touches the ground, uh, which, and we saw him do a good landing earlier. I don't know yeah. why he decides to do it this way, but he powers down while uh, still hovering. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe a he's foot got above a good, the ground. Or, see, yeah, the dark at least a foot or two. Yeah, yeah it's, it is hard to tell, but, uh, you know, a foot or two over the roof and uh you know he, he shuts himself down falls and it's all terrible cg yeah falls through the roof uh-huh. falls onto his his beautiful Baby beautiful piano yeah. destroying his uh his bluthner and and now we have a a better sense of uh, kind of the loud of at least these parts of the house yeah the bluthner as we now know is right over his shelby cobra mm-hmm. because he destroys the piano and it's got a, a just the worst sound of a piano getting destroyed that <laughs> the way that the strings hit and then of course the cobra uh getting crushed and mm-hmm. all the car alarms going off mm-hmm. and we get the the final payoff of dummy with the fire extinguisher as he just blasts him <laughs> and it's so perfect you get that my, my favorite moment really is that last moment of him as he's lying there in the fire extinguishing smoke and you just see his head kind of roll uh, back like Ugh. i don't know if that was him so or great. the stunt man but it was like just a perfect <laughs> physical thing of like uh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't need any dialogue you think that's that that whole sequence is great because it's it's once again it's it's the punchline to a joke you didn't know that they were telling you thought that it was over with he was like ah you know <laughs> but no this is the this is the real punchline yeah such a great gag it really is it it really is and uh it just it's just the whole thing plays so nicely and it finishes with that with that last punch and it just gives you that nice uh moment to laugh and a breather uh-huh. as we uh then cut to uh the start of our next scene which uh we only get a tiny piece of but obviously yeah we just get tony with ice on his head slowly walking towards us and that's that's sort of where the 
the movement and, and he's out of focus uh-huh. and uh, it's it's an interesting i you know i i laughed to myself when i was looking at this shot because gwyneth paltrow of all people is the one who delivers to him this mystery box and all i could think of was seven as as <laughs> i see this shot with it in focus in and box? he's <laughs> what's in the box what's in the box pepper uh it's so funny. Uh, yeah, but it's it's a nice little moment. He clearly has had uh, fun, but uh, it's it's like having too much alcohol. He's got the ice bag on his head. He's kicking things out of the way, but clearly his attention is on this mystery box. And uh, that's it. We're not going to get to find out. You're, you're going to no, have to I wait till someone else talks about it with me. Come on, what's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, I, don't know it's, I don't know. It is. It is. I mean, obviously, the the the, the final seconds are obviously setting up for the future. That'll be a that'll be the next guy's problem. Yeah, after we know <laughs> this, I'm out of here. Um, but the it's it's such a great ending because like over these over these five minutes that I've been uh, I've been with you, um, we've seen like the the initial uh, him testing things out we've had the uh first reveal of the armor we've had the the thrill of flight we've had the icarus moment we've had the terror as we're falling and then the elation of the and then a, and a gag like the falling through the roof you think that's the the funny thing and then the final cherry on top of of dummy spraying him with the fire extinguisher it's like what a roller coaster it is or just over these five minutes it's it's everything that's it great really about is. iron man just in that microcosm it works so perfectly. It's it's a beautifully constructed uh, five minute uh, kind of uh, trial run of the Mark II suit. It just works so nicely. You know, there's one thing I forgot to uh, to mention in the script. It's actually scripted where as he's ascending, mm-hmm. uh, it actually has a nice line. It says a still a steel Icarus reaching for the heavens. <laughs> oh, look at that. Actually, it's great. But um, it's interesting because it says close on Tony's mask, ice crystals forming. But interestingly, that doesn't become the problem because Jarvis then kicks in and says power 15%. Recommend you descend and recharge, sir. But Tony isn't listening. Jarvis, acknowledge Mr. Stark. Tony, intoxicated as the moon beckons, impossibly bright. Tony's display as all indicators begin flashing red. Jarvis, power at 5%. Threshold breached. A pop, then everything goes dark. Tony is yanked from his reverie. His display flashes system shutdown. Tony, uh, Jarvis, Jarvis, the, and then and then he basically uh, falls. But it's huh. it's a battery thing, and yeah. and he has to he has to go through this reboot. Uh, there's another pop and a surge. Everything kind of comes back up, and Jarvis has has uh, a temporary power restored. And um, and, uh, and then J- Tony says, Jarvis, I think we need to chat about uh, Directive 4. <laughs> <laughs> There's calling uh, back to the thing. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting because that's 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 him. Red, it's him redlining it, essentially. Like, yeah, right. It's very well. And actually, Jarvis does say then, may I remind you, the suit feeds off the same power source as your life support. Right. The zero drain of RT will likely kill you. Yeah. And then Tony just says, you're a downer, Jarvis, but I appreciate the heads up, <laughs> which is... <laughs> Which is really funny. It's interesting that um, that that is actually brought up because it's not something that um, we've had a re- as a reminder for quite a while that mm-hmm. this this power source that is powering Tony um, that does need uh, apparently to kind of get uh, reduced at some point um, could kill him if it does completely drain. Yeah, and it's that's going to be a very important thing in about thirty episodes from now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Well, uh, as we like to do as we draw to the end of our week with people is, uh, you know, the MCU is a very long list of films, um, uh, but it's always fun to kind of try getting people to rank them or at least as many as they, uh, as, they as they can. What uh, what would you say is your kind of favorite and kind of, uh, you know, maybe the top five or something? Oh, top five. Wow. Okay. That'll be a lot easier. I say it's hard to, to really go top because I mean, I've seen it's all these. To do, it's so hard to many do the times. full 20, but yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, Iron Man is, is the one that that started it all, is obviously it deserves a place of honor, too. And it's so immensely rewatchable. That, that's the thing I love about really, all yeah. the Marvel films is like you can throw them on at any point in any of the movies and you're good to go. Well, except maybe Iron Man 2. But, um, there's <laughs> no actually that's not my whipping boy my whipping boy is the dark world so if you really want to hear me get into <laughs> why i have a problem with the dark world then you can listen to the the road to infinity podcast uh, where we really really get into it uh, yeah that 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 is the icarus moment for the mcu where they like they learned a lot of lessons in that winter soldier obviously i think is is pound for pound probably the the best movie they put together like in terms of like it's it's there's so many scenes you can just you can pull apart and are, are are beautiful and flaws and you can put them back together and there's so many of those sustained all the way through but it is also kind of a downer so i would say it, it depends on what mood i'm in i want to go to like guardians has this great pop and zing to it but the one that makes me feel the best at least at the moment is Sp- uh, spider-man homecoming wow, like okay. that movie just gives me such a sense of joy like watching all the way through because it's so well realized i mean it took him you know five times at bat to get spider-man right <laughs> uh, I, I love all the spider-man movies but they all have their issues but like spider-man homecoming so understands peter and also how peter would fit into the a modern world without trying to um modernize everything and try to be like oh peter's on twitter like they don't do any of that kind of stuff like they they have such a good job of making him um likable but also without being tortured and also the fact that he's a kid and not like a 27 year old guy pretending to be a teenager like it just hits all the right notes and and it, it took obviously five times a bat for them to get this right and then also you know a dozen marvel movies to sort of get that and i think that is sort of the crescendo but yeah like i said it's at any point you can put on any marvel movie and i'm i'm happy to do it i have i've watched captain marvel i mean captain america so many times. by this point i have watched captain marvel so future self high five um, <laughs> uh, i've seen captain america the first avenger so many times because i just love steve rogers like the steve rogers character all the way through um i don't have as much love for civil war as other people do i i love all the parts in it but it seems much more of an assemblage of of things that are happening as opposed to all that that being said i think zemo is one of my favorite bad guys uh but then i would say rounding out if i got five it would have to be black panther black panther is just pound for pound just an amazing movie because they they, they did something right that marvel chronologically had been doing wrong which is they were pairing the wrong villains with the heroes for the story they were telling they they Mm. like here with iron man Ironmonger, that's great like the two of them like especially the father mentor thing like that is a great great pairing they lost that somewhere along the way and they were they were having some mismatches along the way but then when you when you come back around to it killmonger and black panther are just perfect as nemesis to each other because killmonger is right 
so much of what he's saying, he just goes a little too far, and, and it's like, and that's why we need to kill everyone. It's like, oh, hold on, <laughs> like you had me right until that point. Uh, yeah, and so like you, you could very see like he easily could you know have his own. You could you could swap that movie and have it like the Killmonger perspective, and it would have been just as interesting of a movie. Like it's it's they they did such a good job of 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 balancing that out. Um, but and we can and we can now say. Uh, best picture nominee. Best picture Black nominee. Panther. Yeah, by, by this point, it will have it will have it will have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by this by the time you hear this, they will have lost the Oscar. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I right. say that because it's the Academy. Like the, <laughs> the fact that well, it, Michael it, yeah. B. Jordan was not nominated as best supporting actor for Killmonger shows you what they think of the comic book movies. <laughs> oh, it, it deserves all the awards. But anyways, uh, well, we, we can argue about that later. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. It's great. I don't know if I'd call it a best picture uh, winner, but I still think it's it's pretty a pretty solid film. Yeah, but I think, and I think I'm we very impressed with what they did. The um, oh, no. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, but uh, like I say, I'm I'm, I'm obviously I did a, a whole podcast series talking about all these things. So I'm, I'm happy with all the Marvel Universe. But those are sort of my my top favorites, the ones I, I, I return to on a regular basis. I, I tell you though, right, Infinity right. War almost broke me. I, it almost it almost killed my fandom. Like it was, I was, I was so very close. And I know this is the Iron Man minute, and I, we're moving on. I won't, I won't get into that. Or whatever. You can listen to my whole podcast about it if you'd like to. Um, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it, it, very close. But then like, uh, but Ant Man the Wasp sort of brought me back, which is another another amazing movie. I love that movie. Yeah, it, it was a good follow up. They did a great follow up to Infinity War. It was pretty smart planning. That was the like the perfect one because it was yeah it was yeah. sweet and it was smart and it was funny. Uh, it had a lot of pop yeah. to it and and the fact that Wasp actually got some real good screen time. Right? Who knew right. women superheroes could work? Everyone else but Marvel. <laughs> Everyone else, yeah. exactly. Aye, aye, aye. So, anyways, yeah. So, um, if you want to hear more of my opinions on stuff, and why wouldn't you? Uh, I did a podcast called The Road to Infinity. It's on the almost impossible to find uh, podcast feed called Legible Scrawl Says Hi. Um, we did twenty some odd episodes of that. Uh, then we switched over and we did a bunch of uh, things, getting ready for uh, the new Doctor Who. So we did uh, uh, my friend Rob and I did uh, a bunch of podcasts, um, watching, rewatching um, Doctor Who the, since the reboot, um, all the way up to Jodie Whittaker's appearance. And then we did episodes about her new episodes too. Uh, and then we'll be getting ready to do some new stuff in the in the future. But uh, yeah, you can go back and listen to those if you if you aren't tired enough of hearing me over these last five episodes. This is a popular uh, subject that. Doctor Who, our last yeah. set of guests, uh, also have a show about Doctor Who. Yeah, so. it's, it's, it's yeah. one of my, uh, when we were talking about when we finished Doctor Who, what are we going to do? His first suggestion was Star Trek. And I was like, yeah, there's no Star Trek podcasts out there. <laughs> 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 there's, a, there's some things that are very, very fallow. That's like us with Marvel. Mm -hmm. you know? one, of, one, of, one of just a few. You got a hook, though. <laughs> We got the we got the minute hook. Yeah, exactly. Oh my, yeah, it's a it's a crazy one. Yeah, and but it's fun. I, it I, I got to say, and it's and I, I as the the way that we record it's like we're we're obviously you've only just started airing by the time we're recording this. So by the time that they'll hear me, they've already got fifty some episodes behind them. So like I can't I can't wreck your show even with with my yammering. <laughs> um, but I am a fan of this show, and I think what you're doing is great. Uh, oh, thank you. And I'm, I'm happy you had, had me on. I hope I hope I didn't uh, turn anyone away. Like, ugh, that guy. 
Don't worry. Uh, Next episode, somebody uh, else will be (laughs) available. Well, it was a thrill having you on. I'm glad we got a chance to talk about Iron Man. Uh, a whole week of it and a lot of uh, great conversation about uh, Mark II in flight. It was mm-hmm. a really kind of a fantastic bit of Iron Man coming to life. So I had a, I had a blast. So thank you for having me on. I, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm envious of the next people who are going to be on. <laughs> well, we'll have to make sure we get you back uh, on the next one. It'll be interesting right, to Pete dig and into. We'll uh, have our reckoning. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what you have to say about Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Should be fun. <laughs> oh, I've got opinions. <laughs> Well, everybody, that is it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show for free over at marvelmovieminute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Reel. And if you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff, become a patron over at patreon.com slash The Next Reel. Until next time, true believers. True believers.